Turn right, turn right, turn right. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. And now, Indy City Football Live! It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer. Oh, that's good. Indy City Football Live! Brought to you by Turketti's in Indianapolis. Answering life's most important question. Have you ever seen anybody play the game called soccer? Cole and Shelby Street, Jason Chisholm, and Carrie Burge are the Potsgren! It's Indy City Football Live, a remote edition Commissioner Season 10 announcement episode. Welcome. Welcome to Subaru Studios, deep in the heart of Pennsylvania. I'm Jordan, your city football commissioner, along with my current co-host, Bo, and Penny, <laughs> and the shadow commissioner, Caroline Carly-Weedman. How are you doing, Carly? Doing okay. Carly's currently uh, uh, transporting the studio to other uh, states. So you'll mostly be hearing from me tonight. Uh, if you're new to Indy City Football Live, welcome. This is Neighborhood Soccer for Good. I'm not even going to try to, to uh, do the explanation. Google it. I, I, I couldn't possibly compete with Kerry Burge's well-practiced and well-seasoned uh, recap. But as you know, uh, we are a soccer league where soccer is the last thing we do. Uh, we try to get players, teams, uh, fellow groups, just Indianapolis citizens, all headed towards uh, making the city a better place. And uh, we occasionally play a little bit of football as well. So uh, welcome to this episode. Tonight's going to be a weird and probably short episode, uh, but I wanted to uh, share these uh, Season 10 announcements uh, with you. A shout out to superfan Brian Cook uh, for suggesting... Uh, the, uh, as you know, if you were there at the championship game last Thursday, uh, we had originally uh, promoted and said that we were going to do season 10 announcements at the end of the championship game. And, uh, y you know, the end of the game happened. Celebrations were had. Uh, people were leaving. We decided that the, that we didn't have a captive audience anymore. So poor planning on my part. <laughs> but uh uh, we decided to delay for a week and uh, and announce via a city uh, Indy City Football Live episode. So uh, here we are. Let's get started with the very first announcement. Drum roll, please. That's right. You may have heard the leaks. You may have seen the hinting tweets. Uh, but for the very first time in a decade, season ten is going to kick off with an active off season. Normally at the end of a uh, uh, Indy City football season, Carly and I are so burned out, uh, you know, playoffs have generally uh, bring out not only the best in Indy City footballers, but sometimes also the worst in people who shouldn't be in the league. Uh, and that uh, it's not fun always. It's a little bit a little bit taxing. And so usually we uh, we like take a little break and then the holidays come and then suddenly winter's over this year in anticipation of season 10. Uh, we've made the commitment to s stick it through. Uh, we've added league officers. The various committees and groups uh, are going to be active throughout the year, uh, throughout the winter. We're going to have uh, watch parties. We're going to do events. You'll be able to, um, uh, well, you'll just have to listen to the rest of the episode to hear all the things you can do. Uh, 
Uh, but anyway, that first active axi- af- offseason means that uh, Indy City football for the very first time is not going away. Uh, we'll be sticking around. Uh, and if you've ever been curious about uh, getting involved in one of the committees, helping out, uh, you know, in whatever capacity you enjoy um, giving time, energy, resources, uh, even if that's like writing or doing spreadsheets or stuff like that, uh, this is the year. This is the year to do it. So, uh, our uh, second announcement for this uh, for this special episode has to do with the rule votes uh, that happened over um, the last few weeks. Uh, as you know, we have a rules committee, and uh, they will probably uh, will probably change multiple things. I know that uh, that there's a couple things coming down the pike that will be rule changes that will just happen through the rules committee. But when there's a when there's a big change. Uh, that's potentially <coughs> uh, program shifting. We like to kick it out to everyone to vote uh, in this like mostly democracy kind of uh, environment. And the very first kick, I'm sorry, the very first rule, <laughs> the, ver- the very first rule uh, that uh, was up for grabs was submitted by Broad Ripple City uh, by a player uh, there who basically uh, pulled me aside at uh, half liter for the Broad Ripple City after party had said hey man uh i'm enjoying this this game but it feels uh not in line with the indy city football safety slash beer league rule set uh that people are blasting me from 10 yards away with soccer balls and uh i tend to agree so his original um original uh, submission what i think was uh maybe to bring it back to 20 yards i think tom uh the captain of broad ripple city suggested making um making kicks uh, within 20 yards uh, automatically corner kicks and uh, ultimately what the rules committee came up uh, with to bring to a vote was the following the suggested rule change is that all free kicks are direct changes to all free kicks are indirect in the rule set and those indirect free kicks would actually have to be passed out of to a player at least five yards away so instead of just blasting the ball uh, towards the goal or or at the uh, you know at a wall or players, um, it would uh, hopefully uh, disincentivize people from from uh, causing pain to each other. So the results of that uh, vote were seventy nine point three percent accept that rule change. So Indy City footballers look forward next year to indirect kicks. Uh, Cody, our head ref. Uh, who's been building out a um, a referee training program that will get fully implemented this uh, this winter? Uh, side note: If you want to ref next year and get paid, uh, hit us up. But uh, he <coughs> will basically uh, make sure that the referees know that indirect uh, kicks are the thing now. So after nine years of it, everything being direct, uh, or, s- or s- you have chosen to switch it up. So. Uh, congratulations to Broderpool City for submitting a successful rule change. The second rule change up for up for a change. Uh, I don't know. What would you say? Second rule change up for vote um, is changing the size of the goal boxes. And I have to say, I've, this has actually been a years-long fight w- uh, between me and some regular keepers. Uh, so <coughs> the theory is that the smaller a goal kick 
uh, or a goal box is the fewer collisions that you're going to have. Uh, and uh, from keepers who are in the rules committee, which includes Intermonon, Midtown FC, Atletico Pogues Run, Real Fletcher Place, Hawville CD, <laughs> they have all unanimous, unanimously disagreed with me uh, on that and have asked that the depth of the goal boxes change. So they won't be any wider, but they would be taller. And the, the hypothesis uh, is that um, giving a keeper more leeway to come out when a ball uh, is headed towards the goal, uh, though it may increase the amount of uh, speed of both players, which is my concern, uh, they are <coughs> suggesting that that will actually reduce collisions uh, instead of just having to sit back and wait for uh, a running player to, to come blast at them. So, you know, it's, it wouldn't be the first time that we've done a rule change and it worked out horribly and we changed it the next rule, but uh, I'm willing to try uh, anything twice. So uh, we'll give we'll give this uh, a go. The rule passed by 75.9% except the suggested change. So the goal boxes will be bigger next year. Congratulations to all you keepers, and I'm sorry for all you run-and-gun teams. Uh, it's, things are going to be a little bit harder next year, which, you know, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, we're trying to play a version of, of soccer uh, that makes it so that we can all go have a beer together and go to, go to work the next day. So, uh, And finally, the result that you've all been waiting for. It's the Indy Cup format. This uh, was overwhelmingly passed. Let's see, 86.2% of respondents said yes or hell yes. And I'll say it was well above 50% that said hell yes. So, um, one, you know, the pod squad has been talking about it all year. One of the thoughts between IndyCup, uh, A, is not only moving away from an from the American version uh, of playoffs to a more European style uh, promotion relegation. Uh, but also at the end of the day, the, the, the league champion will be uh, the most, not just the best soccer team, but the most Indy city football, good soccer team. Right. Uh, and so <clears throat> the league champion will be crowned. Uh, they'll, it will include their Indy city fo football points as part of that which, of course, as you know, are capped at, at nine points total. And, of course, the Indy Cup uh, will still be a 24-team tournament. Uh, it'll be a random draw. Uh, the first eight spots, which I believe, are buys, um, uh, and the pod squad can – can. I w I'm sure will be happy to correct me on Monday <laughs> if I'm wrong. Uh, but the, the first eight buys uh, will basically – be the result of last year's or the previous year's uh, outcomes, right? So um, it'll be the transit champion and the social champion and the volunteer champion and the League One champion and the League Two champion. Um, I think there's maybe a league office pick. Um, they'll just be in uh, basically those first eight spots. And then what will happen is you'll play three games of the regular season and then the fourth uh, game. So I don't know. I'm guessing that'll, that'll be the uh, mid-month uh, every every month will be tournament games uh and then uh if you're out you'll be pr you'll uh, at least have a couple friendlies uh and then by the time the end of the season happens just like we had a league one league two championship night 
the final Indy Cup night will be, whoo, man. We just about got smoked by a semi here. Uh, the 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 <coughs> Indy Cup champion will uh, championship will happen uh, on the during our season end party. So uh, we had such a great time out there, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But with the BYB and the uh, all the vendors that we had, it was uh, it was a good time, and a gr- I would say a great first first go. Um, I don't know, it was the most fun I've ever had in nine years. Uh, a city football so uh i hope you felt the same so those are the rule changes for this year hope you like them you voted for them The second announcements are actually uh, recent changes, and uh, this comes to you from the map committee, which is not actually a committee, and it's not actually a, a uh, even a Slack channel. Uh, but uh, last year, at the start of the year, when we added six new uh, expansion teams, uh, specifically to fill out the map, um, we started a project uh, that showed the map territories in a visual format. Um, and that <coughs> a project, I don't know, it was like 80% done. Uh, and the season started and it just just didn't uh, get finished. So the map committee has come in and uh, made, uh, you know, territory adjustments. Uh, and there's not anything major to announce, uh, but I will go over this map real quick. Uh, we'll say that Irvington uh, has a more shapely <laughs> area now. Um, I think uh, Near East United actually earned uh, a little bit on the northern end uh, there. We'll, by the way, we'll post this the Google Map version. It's not, it's not the designed version that's still being done, um, but we'll, we'll post the Google Map version in our Twitter announcements uh, along um, alongside this episode. Broad Ripple City gained a little bit of territory. Um, Midtown and... Uh, Meridian Kessler remained the same. Mapleton Fall Creek remains the same. Uh, I think Intermonon gained a little bit of territory. Um, and then uh, a, a lot of these changes are actually um, uh, just fine, fine-tuned border uh, changes around uh, creeks and roads and railways. Uh, and so it looks prettier. It looks more like a, a regular map. Uh, Riverside City gained uh, a little bit north of 38th Street. Previously, their their territory ended at 38th Street. Uh, it's got a little bit of uh, Spring Hill and uh, Windale uh, in there, all the way to Crow's Nest. Speedway remains the same. Real West generally remains the same. Uh, Hawville actually earned back Stringtown uh, from, uh, from Sporting White River. Uh, and that is in in part uh, to to keep the White River border, but <coughs> uh, the more important reason is that Sporting White River has gained a ton of territory, uh, basically down from the Indiana Avenue area all the way through the corner of downtown, through the old South Side, all the way down to to the through the Eli Lilly um, a Park. If you haven't been there, it's pretty dope. Uh, and unfortunately private open that up Eli uh, 
And so, so while Hawville gained territory, uh, White River actually gained more territory, and a team that lost territory was actually Southside Soccer Club. Uh, and when I say lost, I don't necessarily mean that they lost uh, total territory because basically they shifted over underneath Garfield Park uh, through the University of Indianapolis uh, and over all the way through Lick Creek is now their southern border. Uh, Garfield Park generally remains the same. Uh, their uh, northeast border now runs along uh, Bean Creek, which is dope. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, Bates Hendricks remains the same. Fletcher Place remains the same. Uh, we do now have some disputed territory uh, between Mass Ave and AC Mile Square. There's uh, sort of a split decision between the map committee. Uh, I'm on team Mile Square should be square because north, south, east, west streets. Uh, and also part of Mass Ave runs through AC Mile Square. And so there's a, f a, a faction of the map committee who thinks that they should have that as well. So... Uh, we'll see if how that uh, gets uh, shaken out uh, when when the designer hits it, which one looks better. But um, that is now on the Google map. You'll be able to see kind of a little little uh, um, cutout there. And then, uh, of course, uh, everybody always asks this, but Upper Downtown, which has been a team since 2014, Upper Downtown remains uh, with the territories of Upper Canal, uh, Ransom Place, and St. Joseph. That's never changed. I know it's not Upper Downtown's not a real neighborhood, uh, but uh, those neighborhoods remain the same for them. So that is uh, your announcement. When it comes to territory changes, check out if you're a if you're a nerd uh, like me, check out the new territories and uh, tell us what you think. All right, and the third announcement is the one you've all been waiting for, which is what is that off-season schedule? Uh, and I can tell you that there will still uh, be, uh, n you know, additional announcements. Some things moving around, change around, but we do have the bones of it together. Uh, thanks to our new league officer, Brett Molinix. Hope I said that right, Brett. Uh, I only know him as Brett. Uh, newly married AC Mile Square retiree and super volunteer brett uh you may have seen him checking people in um uh, during the seasons uh regular season games this year he is the new uh officer uh league officer in charge of off season i think uh head of off season off season is what uh, the title he went with but anyway he's been gathering all the uh the times and dates of course this entire schedule uh we'll tweet it out uh, it'll be available on the website uh, which is currently being uh, redone or finished, I should say. Uh, but I want to just highlight some of the themes here. We're going to have several off-season blood drives with uh, our new partner, Red Cross. I guess it's been almost a year now, so uh, our old partner, Red Cross. Um, we'll do some blood drives. We're going to do some World Cup watch parties. Uh, those dates uh, are already on, on the schedule, mostly in November, U.S. versus England, Iran, Wales. Um, there are potentially going to be some ICF live 
movies, though those have not been determined uh, at times. Um, Garfield AC just announced <laughs> that they're doing a calendar uh, shoot uh, that will benefit St. Baldrick's, uh, which is basically um, you know people cutting their cutting their hair uh, and raising money for kids with cancer. And uh, as a team that has five or six bald fellas uh, and whose branding matches St. Baldrick's quite well, this is good. That'll be a, a fun event. Uh, not quite sure why they're inviting everyone uh, in the league, but you're welcome to go. It'll be a good time. But the most important date that we've all been looking for and that uh, regular listeners have uh, certainly uh, heard allusions to, if not uh, blatant leaks, is that for the very first time in 10 years... We're going to allow people to sign up for season 10 in the off season. That's right. In the next few weeks, you'll be able to sign up for your Indy City Football season 10. Hopefully that'll take a little uh, little bit of the sting out of the registration fee. As most of you know, we uh, have always tried to maintain the same per game cost as the other leagues. Uh, but because the league has uh, repeatedly voted for the longer 13 game season that can be a a, a a big chunk at once so you'll have more time to to pay over uh over time and uh like we have always done now this has the potential to create some interesting um elements because we have always allowed neighborhood players so people playing in their neighborhoods to sign up first right but we generally only had 60 or 90 days uh of open registration What's going to happen this year is that that period is going to get stretched over time. Returning players who are playing for the team that is their neighborhood uh, will continue to have uh, the first right of signing up, right? In a neighborhood-based league, we try to organize uh, by actual neighborhood because the whole point of the league is to get you in a group of people uh, who live within a uh, a close walking distance uh, and a similar geography uh and so while we certainly allow people to play who are not in neighborhoods uh, we we have always prioritized neighborhood players first now because we have an active off season there's going to be a little more fantasy football behind the scenes uh than might normally happen uh in a couple month run up instead of uh the 9 month run up that we're going to have so that's going to mean a different process if you want to play for a team that is not your neighborhood. Uh, so look, keep an eye out for the details and what that's going to look like. Uh, but <coughs> potentially, uh, teams may fill up uh, faster with neighborhood players this year. Um, so you'll have to keep an eye on uh, how that all shakes out. Uh, obviously, uh, our priority will be longtime players. If you if you if you aren't currently uh represented by a uh an indie city football team what are you doing move move to city center man that's uh that's uh what we do uh but <laughs> we'll uh we'll continue to to include you uh and uh, make you welcome uh in in the league uh, as long as you're uh doing uh, your part in helping uh make neighborhood soccer for good better every year which actually leads me to the second element Uh-oh. uh and it's it's Honestly, you know, we we try to keep an always positive attitude 
uh, not just for the league in general, but uh, specifically for ICF Live. Uh, but when your rules uh, number one rule is don't be a jerk. Um, the commitment the commitment that uh, that we give the p- very product that is Indy City Football is that when someone is uh, r- reducing the fun, causing harm, uh, really just uh, being a jerk in all the ways that are listed in the rules. Um, the commitment that we have is uh, that those people are not invited back or they're at least uh, we have a conversation with them uh, and give them a success plan for how to uh, change that behavior. And uh, unfortunately, uh, there was there was a couple teams this year that just did not display uh, the ideal Indy City football version of soccer, both on and off the field. And sh- surprise, surprise, shocker of all shockers, they were uh, teams that were largely not neighborhood teams. So as a, a general process, we have usually picked the bottom third of teams uh, and really focused on uh, if, it's, if it's a team that doesn't have uh, a ton of neighborhood players, but, you know, maybe they're maybe they're still all great people and whatnot. We try to focus on on getting a, a, a captain in that's from the neighborhood. Uh, we will focus on uh, recruiting over time uh, to turn those over. And uh, the the flip side of that spectrum is that sometimes we we get a, a team of people that's basically just one of those other league teams. Uh, and um, the quickest way to get an disinvited from Indy City football uh, is to get a group of people who don't give a shit about what we're doing uh and uh ruin everybody else's experience um so if you're if uh if players are are making things miserable for other teams they're making things miserable for refs administrators uh you know you're not gonna last that long around here so uh this is a curated community invitation only everyone is welcome until uh you start behaving uh in a way that's making things not fun so that's my commitment to you one of the things that this longer offseason is going to give uh, to us is the ability to, to be a more intentional uh, about organizing uh, teams um, in a better, better way. Uh, and so we'll be doing that. And if you want to be a part of that, uh, you are welcome to come and join uh, the league officer, one of the committees um, <coughs> that, that help sort of do that fantasy football behind the scenes. Um, and, uh, yeah, give us, uh, give us a ring, DM us on Twitter, email us, uh, chase us down wherever in the world we might be. So that's the, uh, season, uh, 10 announcements. Uh, although that's not all the announcements. That's right. My second category here is future city football. Many of these announcements will continue to affect um, season 10, um, but uh, have a longer term view in terms of where this league is going. So uh, let's get a little uh, little drum roll, a little fanfare, a little something uh, going here and uh, for future city football announcements. All right, next city football announcement has to do with the league office, and I've uh, categorized this under not under season ten, but under future city football for two reasons. One, um, 
the league office uh, is in uh, the middle of a rearrangement, let's call it. Um, And that is splitting roles between um, roles that are specific to city football cities. Uh, which we're uh, we're gonna call, I believe, a, a, lo- a local front office, um, or something al- along those lines. I can't remember. So I'm uh, I'm actually gonna split this into two. One, I'm uh, gonna first highlight the new league officers that are joining uh, the team. Um, and if I've uh, had this conversation with you, forgotten. I'm so sorry. I've been on the road for like eight hours. Uh, you know, this is not gonna be a perfect episode. Um, but then I'll also uh, thank the league officers uh, who helped uh, this year uh, towards the end of the episode. So I'm going to start with Amanda and George from Turketti's. Uh George Turquet uh, has uh, been an incredible first-time player, first-time sponsor, uh, friend of the pod, sponsor of the pod. Uh, I feel like every time that I go into Turketti's, uh for a lunch, I see like six or seven Indy City footballers. Uh, and so both Amanda and George have joined the league office. Um, still, uh, I don't know that George has picked a title yet, but uh, he's basically going to be focusing on uh, bettering the uh, after-party experience from the bar side. Um, and so I'm excited about that. Uh, Amanda obviously is going to not only uh, have input in that way as well, but she uh, is an incredible illustrator who I think is going to have a, a fun time uh, joining the, the design team as well. So uh, welcome, George and Amanda. Yay. Andrew uh, Detmer has joined the league office uh, uh, specifically with the goal of redoing the uh, the rule set. Um, uh, I don't believe it's posted yet, but it's been reformatted, reorganized, uh, lawyered up. <laughs> uh and uh he, he uh i don't see a title here except that he's uh referred to himself as rules guy so that, well, that's a pretty dope title i like that welcome um annie coltis she's the duke of design uh she's coming in to manage the design team we have uh, over 20 designers uh who some of whom give a weekly time some of whom do one project a year um, but, uh, it's a, it's a good set of people doing, doing cool stuff. And she is going to be project managing that. And let me tell you, has already, uh, done a ton of work. If you notice new Twitter headers, uh, that are based on the super kits, um, uh, those are, were her work. She also, uh, runs the dogs of ICF Instagram account, which is a rogue unofficial account. Uh, but it's pretty, pretty dope. I mentioned earlier that Brett, has joined as the off head of offseason. Uh, Brett, uh, I think he said, is uh, moving to another city before season X uh, starts, season 10 starts. Um, but uh, wanted to still be involved, and uh, managing the offseason calendar was the place for him to go. Yes! Yes! We've invited Charlie Gomez from Meridian Kessler United. He is yet to be assigned. He's just a good dude. He's done incredible work uh, on the backs of Scott Sk- Spillman's recruiting work with Meridian Kessler, uh, getting that promotion to, to League One. Uh, so Charlie uh, is going to be joining us as well. All right. Uh, and I think I actually skipped uh, Adam Schmuddy. Hi, buddy. Adam from Garfield AC. Good dude. Uh, he has r- run most of the KIB crossover uh, events. Uh, I'm sure he's going to get involved uh, on the volunteer side as well. 
he's also a yet to be de- determined uh, title there. Okay. Frank Del Corno uh, of Old Speedway City, though he didn't play this year. Uh, the last time he played, he was in the green of Garfield AC, but he has since moved to the west side. Uh, Frank <coughs> is uh, joining on the system side. He's working on the program manual uh, that we've been building for a couple years, but really finalizing uh, this year so that we can copy and paste in other cities. Uh, Frank is doing good work. Love that guy. He's a good dude. Dude. Julie Nolan from Riverside City has uh, has joined. Julie is uh, working specifically on a, a couple special projects uh, uh, around the organization of the league office. Uh, and project management and stuff like that. Um, and so Julie's going to be doing some behind-the-scenes uh, work that um, that will make uh, the league offices a life easier, better, more communicative. Also want to welcome Katie Burge, which with a dope title, Chief Swag Officer. Katie's coming in. Uh, uh, last year we we added a bunch of uh, products. We did it in in the quickest way that we possibly could, and uh, she's going to come in and uh, really fine tune the quality uh, of the vendors that we have. Uh, she's already done a bunch of work with Flags for Good and Michael, uh, and getting that project up and launched, which is awesome. Uh, Katie has been a Pogues Run uh, non-playing team member uh, since last year. Uh, and uh, is now joining, been sucked into the league office. Uh, So welcome, Katie. We're glad to have you. All right. Justin Kirby. You might know Justin uh, from Twitter. Uh, He's on Intermonon, and he has chosen the title Director of Hype, which is, I think, a perfect uh, title for him. Uh, He's just got some great great energy that he brings to uh, to the table. Uh, and uh, he, he'll be focusing specifically on ways uh, to get uh, that energy uh, plugged in uh, for teams who maybe don't have it uh, or just give given opportunities for uh, for folks to, to get excited about their neighborhood team. So uh, that'll be a cross, I don't want to say cross industry, but a cross channel, cross committee uh, role uh, connecting with marketing and non-playing team members uh, and uh, neighborhood events and that sort of thing. So... Also want to welcome Kyle. <laughs> Kyle from Southside Soccer Club, former Indy 11 intern, PR guru. Uh, you have already seen some of his work uh, on the Southside Soccer Club Twitter. Uh, I think on the league, he, he definitely has access to the league uh, Twitter. I'm not sure if he's been tweets. But yeah, you know, when you have seven people uh, or more on the admins, you never quite know who's who's tweeting from where, but. Uh, Kyle's uh, going to be helping out on the PR side uh, and also bringing in some uh, UND uh, folks uh, I- if through the intern uh, channels, which is going to be exciting. Also want to uh, invite Liesel. Uh, Liesel is uh, joining specifically around non-playing team member uh, events. Uh, so she'll be working with uh, Carrie a lot. Um uh, as Carrie's changing her title this year, I guess I guess I should uh, also uh, highlight that. Uh, but specifically towards uh, non-playing team members and how to uh, engage uh, those folks and bring more of them in. And uh, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, the vibe that we had on on the championship uh, night was just incredible. 
Uh, and that that sort of vibe will come back when we have a bunch of people showing up, having a good time, having some beers, having some food. Uh, and so I'm excited to see what uh, what uh, Liesl and Carrie and some of the others who are going to be uh, enjoying, who are going to be working on that project uh, are going to come up with. Lindsay Stinson technically was invited to the league office, I think, at the start of this season. Uh, she has jumped in on the design side. You've already seen some of her work there. She's uh, been an incredible manager for Atletico Pogues Run. Uh, and we have <coughs> she's on the maps committee. Uh, I, I don't believe that she has a, a, a title or specific project yet. So uh, I don't know. Guru of special projects uh, so far, I think would be <laughs> an apt title. Um, so a welcome Lindsay, even though you've been around for a while. Yep. Also want to welcome Maxwell Johnson, Max, former Indy 11, uh, employee, uh, who's specifically going to look at, uh, be looking at our email channel, uh, and making those, uh, emails prettier, more accessible, uh, more personalized. Uh, so I'm very excited to see what Max uh, has to do, uh, with that. Oh electronic mail also excited to welcome michael green michael uh you may know him uh as the head of flags for good uh, he joined fountain square fc uh, pretty late uh and <coughs> I, I gotta say his his uh success story when it comes to indy city football uh and then this he was really kind of kind of struggling with uh, whether or not he wanted to uh, stay in Indianapolis and has uh, just made an incredible set of friends uh, through not just uh, the league office uh, but also <coughs> through his team uh, and his <laughs> last I talked to him is uh, looking at uh, finding out ways he can stay in the Fountain Square area specifically to hang out with his folks which is a good time to to to, to be investing into FC Fountain Square they are going to be an incredible team. I, I think they're like 80% neighbors. I was thinking about a chocolate fondue fountain right there. Also want to give a big shout out to Noah Simpson. Noah. Noah. Uh, <coughs> his title is going to be VP of Change. He has already done some incredible work in, in formatting uh, the manual, organizing uh, what that looks like, uh, really kind of operationalizing uh, the program uh, that we've been doing these last few few months. Um, and so I'm really excited to have Noah join the crew. Let's go! Raphael um, is uh, a, an individual who's I, I just really sought out uh, specifically because uh, I noticed uh, his intention uh, behind um, working with people who uh, maybe get a little hot-headed uh, uh, on and off the field. Uh, he'll be our new director of Zen, and so the project that he's um, taking on <coughs> uh, this year is uh, really giving the resources, uh, the the decision tree, uh, both to uh, managers and referees, but uh, to players as well, in terms of uh, you know the better path uh, towards dealing with. Uh, conflict. I mean, you can pretty much boil down whether someone's behavior is qualifying as jerk-like uh, uh, in terms of uh, how you react when things go wrong, right? Uh, and so uh, he'll be uh, building out the, the tools, the tool sets for that. Uh, I'm very excited to have him uh, focusing on that. Also want to invite Chope. Chope from Garfield AC. Um, 
I think his title is Director of International Affairs. I tried to get him to take on the title of ambassador. As ambassador to Earth, it is my duty to observe and understand human behavior. But he just went with director. Shope will be focusing specifically on international uh, students and immigrant communities uh, who already know the world's game but maybe aren't plugged into Indianapolis uh, in the way that they could be. Uh, and uh, hopefully bringing in uh, folks <coughs> who want to play the Indy City football version of um, of soccer and uh, also get plugged in with uh, neighbors nearby. So I am uh, really excited to, to see how uh, having somebody focused uh, on that is going to, going to play out. Uh, and then finally, our last new league officer currently – there, we're adding more every day, uh, and if you have an idea of something that uh, you'd like to improve in the league, you are welcome to join. Uh, come and have a conversation with me. Come on, drop your bags, stay a while. Let's drink a toast to this catastrophe. <laughs> but uh, Zach, Zach, uh, from again from FC Fountain Square, with an incredible title, Chief Mustache Officer. Never Estimate a man with a mustache. Yep. <laughs> Zach uh, lost our first uh, mustache uh, tournament by $1 to Andrew Kaido from Garfield AC. Uh, he can blame f- now fellow league officer uh, <laughs> Jason Chisholm uh, for that because Jason, Jason, the very first donation of the entire uh, <coughs> tournament came from a dollar that was in Jason's pocket. I'd buy that for a dollar. It was, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw uh, how that all uh, shook out. But uh, I, I felt a little bad for him. Uh, he, had, he had done a lot of late uh, donation work from the stands uh, to catch up with, with Andrew. Uh, so I bought him a beer the next day, and I was like, hey, what if you put together the rule set for the for the mustache tournament uh, and figure out how that's going to look with the Indy Cup? Uh, and so, uh, like any proper league, we will have an individual whose only area of concern is mustaches. So, <laughs> congrats to Zach. Welcome. Uh, we appreciate you having a part of us uh, as well. So. That's the first run of uh, new league officers. We'll continue to have announcements. We'll, I'm sure, at some point, uh, get people to to uh, take headshots and put them on the website and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I am excited. Uh, that's more than 40 people in the league uh, who are giving their time, energy, and resources to make uh, this silly little project uh, happen. Uh, and it really is just an incredible group of people uh, really trying to make their city better and <coughs> and trying to make this this league uh, better and the unique prog- uh, product that it is. So, congratulations to all the new league officers. Uh, you know, people really aren't invited into the league office unless they've really uh, shown <coughs> that they are involved. They understand what we're trying to go for, etc. Uh, so, um, just a pat on the back to every one of the new league officers for. Uh, for uh, doing good work. Welcome. (laughs) 
And that leads me to uh, a quick discussion of what the, the league office uh, needs still are. Honestly, the biggest thing that we need in the league office is uh, the least sexy, and that is people doing the thankless uh, behind-the-scenes work of research and spreadsheets and writing um, and project managing groups uh, of people. That's boring. You're boring, everybody. Quit boring, everyone. We, we will never run out of things uh, for people to d take ownership of. Uh, so if any of those things sound interesting to you, please definitely let us know. Uh, the three main main needs that we need uh, in this particular offseason uh, of growth uh, have to do around sponsorship. And now a word from our sponsors. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba, please sponsor us. So you could join the sponsorship team, uh, work with Josh Mason, uh, former VP of marketing at Indy 11. Now, football. Building out that element. Um, we are going to uh, grow in a way that I hope uh, makes the League Super Kits standard for everybody. Uh, but unfortunately, because of the cost, uh, that just takes uh, a lot of extra resources. Uh, and while we're, you know, uh, trying to stay uh, competitive in price while beating out in quality for everybody but jerks. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help when it comes to the soccer league it would literally be like half of your uh <laughs> your it would be half of your uh your annual fee just for the kit which is obviously not a sustainable thing so uh sponsorship needs a lot of help not just uh not just locally uh but regionally <gasps> and uh and also on a on a micro level um these new league if the league kits become the standard uh, you know, we're going to make it still accessible for small bars, uh, and organizations to, you know, pay a hundred bucks and get, get a little teeny tiny logo on the super kit kind of thing. So, um, uh, whether you want to be hyper local, uh, or focused on the growth side of it, there's a, a lot, uh, of, uh, things, ways that you can help. Uh, and even if it's just, uh, you owning a business or working for a corporation that loves to sponsor local, uh, connections, uh, looking for all of all of the help we can get uh in that space help is on the, way, dear. Uh, the second area we need uh, lots of help uh is on the manual side specifically with uh the process of brain dumping right so um uh, it's there's probably like 75 percent of the content is done uh but not formatted or written out uh or fleshed out um and the that's honestly just a time capacity thing right so uh, both Carly and I, you know, spend time, uh, doing this program behind the scenes and spend Tuesday afternoons and, and Saturday mornings, uh, doing the behind the scenes spreadsheets and, and stuff like that, as well as a ton of other league officers. Um, but, uh, if we're ever to duplicate this, uh, elsewhere, oh, well, Allegheny mountain, we're in a tunnel. How about that? Uh, Especially if we're we're going to uh, to to grow, uh, the, all of those elements need to be uh, written out, put put together, uh, repeatable uh, by folks in in other cities. So, a uh, lot of I don't want to call it busy work. It's because it's not busy work, but a lot of time intensive work. Uh, unless you're really good at uh, whipping out um, uh, writing, in which case we really need you. Right. 
write it and we'll do it live. That project is going on. It's a great group of folks working on it. Um, and we'd love as much help as possible. And then uh, the last element is uh, on the tech side. I'm a computer. Our greatest need here is a solutions engineer, uh, specifically someone who's really good at understanding business problems and, and uh, figuring out the technical solutions to those. Uh, but if you have any sort of technical capacity, uh, we are building out uh, an Indy City Football or a City Football app specifically uh, that, that can use a wide range of technical skills. Uh, so uh, if you are, um, if that sounds like you, we'd love to get you on the team and get you get you rolling on uh, helping that out. Those are the big uh, league uh, officer needs, uh, but that leads me to uh, two different actual job opportunities that will be coming out. Of the first is the city football administrator, uh, brain of the league. Um, uh, if everything goes well on the sponsorship side, we plan to hire uh, someone full time uh, to do the administrate administration. Uh, so. Uh, that will be an open position. Um, if that's something you might be interested in, please feel free to reach out. There'll be a job description uh, soon coming down the pike. Uh, and the second uh, hire is uh, an Indianapolis vice commissioner. So uh, each city will be the game day operations uh, and the local front office will be uh, run by a local commissioner. Uh, and that will include Indianapolis. Uh, that'll be the first vice commissioner hire. So that's coming down the pack, uh, pike. If that sounds like something that's interesting to you, you know, find us on Twitter. Uh, email us. Uh, you're, you're smart. You can figure it out. Uh, let us know. Great job. So I want to talk a little bit uh, now about uh, some new and continuing partnerships for season 10. And the first uh, I've uh, <laughs> already seen on Twitter uh, has been uh, – has been announced and that is uh the a new partnership with flags for good they're going to be the official flag sticker vendor uh for the league uh flags for good is an incredible organization uh mentioned earlier that michael's joining the the league office uh but a percentage of each sale uh goes towards um uh, some incredible causes uh, and their mission is just uh, incredibly aligned with what Indy City football is. Uh, and so uh, in a league where our tagline is neighborhood soccer for good, flags for good is just the perfect uh, uh, partner and sponsor. And uh, I'm excited uh, for this partnership. So those flags are available for sale right now as we speak on IndyCityFootball.com and on FlagsForGood.com. I'm waving the white flag now, guys. I'm waving the white flag. Uh, I will also say, like anything that we have uh, swag-wise, uh, if you got an idea or an inside joke uh, that you'd love to put on a T-shirt or a flag or whatever, uh, let us know. We uh, we like to get silly, so uh, hit us up, and we'll figure it out. Okay. Also, want to talk about uh, Red Cross. We already alluded to this, but we're going to have multiple blood drives uh, in the off season. We're going to time it so that our 
uh, preseason uh, party signing day uh, is also an open practice like we did last year. Uh, the calls have been loud and clear for that. Uh, but it'll also be a blood drive, so you'll be able to uh, to give blood. And so we'll backdate the two months per, um, and uh, that will be on the schedule. So be sure to look out for that. Red Cross is actually going to have an EMT on site for every game next year. Very excited about that. Also, uh, developing a partnership with NAMI, uh, the mustache tournament that we uh, that we did this last uh, year started with with a tweet, uh, became a real thing, uh, earned a small amount of money, uh, which is awesome. And uh, new chief mustache officer Zach is going to um, work on uh, connecting with NAMI in a way that hopefully will uh, quadruple, quintuple, uh, 10x. The, the amount of money that we can raise uh, for mental health specifically, just reminding folks uh, that uh, it's a good thing to get your mind healthy and go to therapy. So uh, I'm excited for that. Why would I spend the rest of this week so bitter? And all that listening is making you bitter too. When I can go therapy, when I can go therapy, when I can go therapy. And then if you uh, heard last uh, episode of IC ICF Live or you were there for the championship night, you know that we announced with Big Brother Big Sister not only an ongoing partnership, but a special incentive to become a big uh, right now. Uh, it takes several months to get matched. Uh, obviously, they're doing background checks and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, so it takes some time. So sign up now. And if you are still a big... Uh, with that kid, which uh, the average relationship uh, generally lasts more than it, more than a year, uh, the shortest relationships tend to uh, last uh, at least a year. Um, if you're still a big, your little will automatically become a uh, non-playing team member, uh, and, and therefore get a kit next year which will effectively mean that when you take them to volunteer events, you bring them to games, that sort of thing, you will basically be doubling the amount of Indy City football points that you can get. Uh, so if you've ever thought about becoming a big, uh, they, like us, actually uh, really try to focus on getting folks who are close to you geographically. It's just an incredible way. Uh, if you didn't hear the episode where uh, where the folks came out, uh, two fellows came out from uh, Big Brother Big Sister, Central Indiana, uh, it was just really neat to kind of hear and uh, about their experience uh, and the work that they do. Uh, and we're, it's, it's a perfect match with Indy City Football, and so we're excited about what that's going to look like. So, sign up to be a big, uh, I can do it, I'm going to do it, so you can too. There's something happening here, I 
Well, folks, I'm going to leave all of the sponsor thank yous for Monday and the Pod Squad. Uh, you've been listening to me drone on long enough. Uh, we'll have this episode up as soon as we uh, <coughs> edit out all the parts where we almost die on the highway. <laughs> Welcome to America. Um, uh, but I do want to make a, a special note uh, to thank the people who who have been a huge part of Indy City Football in these last nine years. Jim Walker from Big Car, uh, co-founder of this program. Uh, we're longtime friends of Big Car. I've got a really big thing for cars. Uh, Tom Strite, who has helped since season one, uh, st- still part of the league office, still manager of Broad Ripple City. Just stop it, Tom! I want to especially thank uh, Josh... for uh, working through the winter to make sure that Indy City Football kept doing its thing this year. Here we go again. I want to thank Jason. I love Jason. He's great to work with. Chisholm for his incredible love of the league. Uh, This guy, his winter (laughs) project was building out the super kits that many of you guys wore this year. Uh, He normally edits the podcast, which I know from experiences uh, is a long and winding road. Uh, and he does it all for love, and that's uh, an incredible thing. I uh, definitely want to thank uh, Carrie Burge, who's three doors down from Carly and I. Uh, it's been great to get to know you as a as a neighbor uh, and as uh, the very first Indy City Football non-playing team member. Uh, I'd say as non-playing team members go, you're killing it, uh, managing a, a squad of uh, all-neighborhood folks. It's incredible. I uh, also want to thank the streets, Cole and Shelby. Uh, you two have been an incredible, incredible help uh, since uh, w- last year and this year. Just uh, been a, a pleasure to get to know you better. Cole reminded me during the league, this last league office meeting, <laughs> his first shout out on the pod was because he was playing keeper shirtless. He like needed to uh, sub in for somebody who was like injured or something like that, and he didn't have a, another color shirt, and so he was just out there playing <laughs> without a shirt. <laughs> Which totally checks out. Yep. I, I also want to thank uh, Zach and uh, Jenny Shorter, who uh, met at Indy City Football, which is uh, one of my favorite little stories. The amount of time and energy these two give uh, behind the scenes is just just incredible. Jenny. Okay. Jenny. Uh, and then we just have a, an incredible league office full of uh, good people. So we'll finish up thank yous on Monday with the pod squad. I'm sure I'll be able to call in. I think I'll be in Boston around that time, so uh, we'll give a we'll give a call. And for now, this is uh, Commissioner Jordan and the Shadow Commissioner. Say hey, bye. <laughs> Signing off from the road, along with Bo and Penny and the rest of the Dog Squad. <laughs> this has been a special season ten announcement Commissioner's episode of ICF Live. Yeah, we could have just threaded uh, a Twitter announcement, but uh, you can blame Brian Cook. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. It's a this episode of Indy City Football Live is brought to you by Turketti's in Indianapolis. Turketti's, 
Nobody Beats Our Meats. Once the 87th most popular U.S. soccer podcast for one day in July 2022, this show is brought to you by an all-star cast of Indianapolis Super Volunteers. Executive producer, host, engineer, and editor, Jason Racefan Chisholm. Executive producer, show host, porch host, and bachelorette expert in residence, Carrie Slow Hockey on Grass Burge. Assistant to the producers, league analyst, and vice shadow commissioner, Cole For the Bush Street. Manager of the assistant to the producers and owner of the first legit city football tattoo, Shelby, that's really her name, Street. Executive producer, occasional interviewer, and league commissioner, Jordan, the ghost of Smoke Mountain Updike. Along with these Hoosiers and a litany of partners, sponsors, players, and random people who walked into the studio because they saw us on Twitter, this has been Indy City Football Live, created by the Pod Squad and brought to you by Turketti. Thank you. Have a good night. Be a good neighbor.